Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. becomes the first to stop yeah. Felipe Kolodish. Regardless of who is standing across from me, I'm going to prepare to the fullest, and, uh, you know, I show that off tonight. Chase the Dream Hooper! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, I'm unshaven and looking rugged, um, so I fit in on this podcast visually. I, I look good. I know, but I was still saying that I was rugged. That oh. was going to segue into you being very, very well built. Well, I mean, I'm well um, uh, groomed. Yeah, sure. If you were here, you could take your finger and go squeeze. And I would. Foot, you know? foot, foot, no, foot. No, no, not foot, foot. No. Foot, foot. And uh, we have a jam. Oh, man. My, my, my bicep. Do the other one. We have a jam-packed <laughs> show today, Jimmy. Yeah, we do. We get uh, Roman Delize, uh will be on. Uh, this might be his first appearance. I don't remember. Chris Angel, of course. Definitely Chris's yeah, first man. appearance. And Chase Hooper makes a return to the show. Ooh, I like um, you. I, am I wrong about Roman's uh, first appearance? I never know. My memory stinks. So he's um, fighting Phil Hawes. That is a great fight. That Kyle Dawkins fight, which I believe he ended with a heavy knee to the face. Yeah, he did uh, the old oof. knee to the face. Yeah, he is a dangerous guy. So uh, I think he's 10 and 1. Let me look back at it. Yep, 10 and 1. He is, uh, I'm looking forward to this fight a lot because Phil Hawes is also a fucking murderer. You know, uh, me too. And you know, Chris Angel. Uh, Chris Angel's from East Meadow. He's from my hometown. Oh, that's right. You know, I've interviewed him before years ago. I didn't remember he was a Long Island guy. And I met him on an episode of Dana White looking for a fight. Oh. And we uh, and we did it. We went to the show, you know. But it's one of those episodes with the tooth on. So, ooh, Jimmy, you know, do you know some magic? Yes. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'd make, I, I wish you would make Chip Chibbers and disappear. No, you Listen, know what I do? I, I show up and I make the moisture from all vaginas disappear. Oh, I believe that, Jimmy. Just I believe up. that right away. So uh, uh, let's let, let's go to uh, Roman. Roman Delite is in the waiting room. Maybe we should bring him in, Matt. We got a busy show today. Let's do it, Jimmy. Let's do it. We prefer to only have two guests, but when you get offered Chris Angel, you got to take Chris Angel because uh, or because he might just disappear. Don't don't leave. Don't leave. I'm not don't. leaving. I can't. Roman's coming in. But he until might, he gets here, you know? until he gets here, and, there and not only that, you don't you don't know what Chris you don't know what he might pull out of his hat. You know what I mean? Hi, Roman. Not sure if you're in or not. He looks like you look like you're ready to front kick somebody down a well. In the, you look. I'll tell you. You ever see three hundred, Jimmy? Come on, yes. look at him. He looks like Leonidas. You look. You look good, Roman. Yeah, I'm always good, and I'm always always ready. Always ready. That last fight, Dawkins. Uh, was heavily favored in that fight, and wow, what a beautiful! You uh, you you heard him, and then as he was getting up against the fence, it looked like he was resting and recovering. And uh, what a tremendous knee you dropped! Did you knock him out with the knee, or was it the ground and pound after? 
I think it's question what you need to ask to him, but I think <laughs> that uh, that knee was bad. Yes, uh, broke his bone and he wasn't able to fight. I don't know, it was knockout or he just was like uh, hurt bad. Oh, he was hurt. Yeah. He was hurt bad. Now, when you get, you're doing great. I mean, you only have one loss in the UFC and it's by decision. And I don't agree with that loss. Listen, just because you see an L on the record yeah. doesn't mean, you know, it, there's a big difference between, oh man, that guy took a beating to being like, I don't know. I don't think so. So Roman's walking around like he feels undefeated, don't you, Roman? That's for sure. Nothing can change my mind. Phil Hawes, he, he had a great win over Duran Wynn in his last fight, and he looked, he looks just powerful. When you got the call, to, the, the, when you got Phil Hawes, and you got you got you got paired up with him, what's our thoughts on that? It was like uh, I was in Georgia back home. And Mick texted me and uh, said that uh, this is uh, open to what I'm offering you. Immediately, my answer was yes. Not, that's all what I, I didn't thought nothing. I know this guy. I saw him fight. He's a very good fighter. I never say that. Like, I don't like to talk bad about my opponents. And I always respect them, like sportsmen, like fighters. But I don't care. I'm here to fight anybody. Yes, he's a strong guy, but I'm not. Uh, I'm strong too. Now you fought uh, your your first two UFC fights were heavyweight, correct? Uh, no, light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. Uh, what what made you go down? Were you were you just you wanted to fight smaller guys, or was the weight cut just very easy for you? First of all, I wasn't cutting weight at all. Like uh, I was like. Uh, in pounds, probably 210, 211, 212 maximum. Like, and uh, I just was uh, a little bit dieting, and that's all what I was doing. And Giga, Giga Chikadze, he was every day telling me, you need to go to middleweight. You need to go to middleweight. And one day I just wake up and decide, okay, I'm, I'm going to middleweight. That's all. Now, being a, a Georgian fighter, let me tell you, you guys, one guy is nicer than the next. Marab is one of do you are you do you know who Marab? Of course I know. <laughs> we all thought you have seen we are very close with each other. I, I mean I love Marab and, and, and Gige 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 seems like a great guy. You Georgian fighters are tough as nails, but you're very sweet. You're very nice. I don't know what my question is. My question is I want to visit Georgia, is what I want. <laughs> I don't know. I think that the, Jimmy, the people are the nicest people. But dangerous fighters, very dangerous guys. But so nice. It's great idea to come to Georgia. We'll be very happy to see you there. Marab keeps telling me. I told Marab I want to bring my family there, and it. I see when Marab goes home, when he goes to Georgia, I see videos of him on a. He's on a horse, and he's got like an outfit, and he's. I mean, it's it's wild. Be ready to gain a little bit more weight. Oh, I'm always ready to be a foodie. What was it like growing up in Georgia? Now, Were you, what what age did you start in the martial arts? Uh, martial arts, like I started karate, karate when I was young, but it wasn't like uh, like my parents always wanted me to be like in sports, but for them more important was education, and uh, sport was like to keep me busy because they don't want me to be outside in streets and yeah. they won't try to be keep me busy. But uh, something like at 10, I started playing soccer. I was goalkeeper, professional, in the last three years. And uh, grappling, I started only 22. And then we made 28. You got, a lot in common, you got a lot in common with Jimmy. He's also used to getting a lot of balls thrown at his face. <laughs> yes, I was also yeah. an athlete. I played... Uh... to be a soccer player. It's harder to be a goalkeeper than a fighter, if you want it true. Because... You have a lot of pressure from team because you are goal goalkeeper, and if you have like if it's goal, everyone push on you because it's your fault. You eat the ball. No. How ten is that? A lot of tension when there's a penalty kick, and that you know that they're just lining up to kick, and it's just you. You know it's coming. So if you are, uh, that's got to suck when they score that, just because it's only you and him, and there's no one else doing anything. Um, a penalty is not a big deal, you know, because penalty is like 50-50 always. 
But uh, if you make mistake during game, that's a big problem. Because after you, it's like a goal, nothing more. Now, did you, when you were a kid, did you want to be an athlete professionally? Or what did you want to do when you were a kid? Like, what does your dad do? Uh, my parents, uh, our mother is a doctor, family doctor, father is engineer. And uh, like I told you, I didn't thought about sport at all, about martial arts or any kind of uh, sport. But uh, I don't know how it happened. It happened very smooth and easy for me, this transition, because when I start grappling, I start winning everything in grappling. And I won the Europe, World, ADCC trials, competing in ADCC Worlds. And 28, they offered me good contract in MMA. But if you want true, I was thinking that I don't like MMA because they are hitting like each other. Grappling is good for me and I will be always grappling. But they offered me contract. I started MMA. And after two years, I signed with the UFC. And it was very fast, everything for me. And uh, of course, I'm grateful now for everything because of... Uh, MMA, UFC, I have like um, uh, my life, what I have, I have things, what I like to do in my life and UFC helped me to achieve my goals. That's very important for me. Now that you're fighting at uh, 185, you said you weren't cutting weight at 205. Has it changed your mentality at all in fight week because you do have to cut some weight? Like, is it, did it take a little bit of getting used to? Like, you, you, your routine has to change in, in, in during fight week. Um, uh, first weight cut was hard because I didn't have experience before how to do it. And I made little bit mistakes, like cut uh, in evening. I was like 185. I was in like uh, 10 hours before my fight. And this was biggest mistake, I think. Now I'm cutting half uh, evening, half in the morning, and it, it, it's worked for me. Uh, but uh, no, nothing. I just do what I need to do. I'm a professional athlete. And that's, I, I just, you know, for me, it's a work. No, I need to be professional. I need to respect my opponent, organization who give me this opportunity. And I'm doing what I need to do. And I'm trying to do it best. Hey, Roman, what do you like to do as a hobby? What do you like besides besides training? You know, not push-ups push ups as a hobby or crunches. What do you like to do? You like to read books? You like to watch some movies? What do you like to do? Of course, I have a lot of hobbies. I always say that uh, fighting is uh, part of my life. It's not everything for sure. Uh, I, I like playing chess. I like uh, reading books. Uh, I play chess too much, I think, because even now I'm like sometimes spending a lot of time in pawn, and that's not a good thing. Ah. And uh, hiking is also uh, good here in Vegas. Also, I like to go to Mount Charleston and stuff like that. And also, I have business. You know, I don't have so much time sometimes. But Im imagine for me having business became like hobby because. I like uh, to have something besides fighting. And this makes me more complete. It's very important for me. What business is this? I have a grocery store. Ah. Get out of here. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Have you been following the chess cheating scandal with uh, Magnus Carlsen and uh, Hans Neiman? Is that what it is? Yes. 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 Well, he's suing them for $100 million for saying you cheat. Yes. What do you think? Did he cheat to beat Carlsen? What's your opinion? Mm, I, you know, it's a very strange story. Let's start from this. That's a very funny thing. But uh, I don't know. You know, I just like chess. For me, it's not like uh, I'm uh, very interested and in, I'm like uh, these old stories. I don't care about it. I like just playing chess. Just like playing. Yes, I know. I know these guys. But uh, I just like playing chess. You know, I'm not too much. I, I, you know, it's true. I try to be like away from stuff uh, and yeah, I'm focusing now on fights yeah. uh, after fights I have business and too right. much things are happening in my life to focus on things like that but, you know, Jimmy he focuses a lot on the bullshit and the anal beads Jimmy I can't help it I just didn't know you could cheat that way I, I, I would have been making the use of it's my beads for the people that don't know what what do they what do you mean what? it was an allegation that he had used anal beads to cheat and he's suing how? for that how though electro kind of like in casino and they're zapping you to tell you what cards there might have been some kind of a signal sent to make certain move that was just the allegation wait you could get anal beads that zap oh so now all of a sudden you're interested in chess i see that guy that got you interested matt uh yes i guess you can i don't have it we'll talk more about that later now let me ask you yes christmas is coming up I find it very, uh, do, you, do you find chess relaxing? I play a lot, like online and on computer. I find it uh, relaxing when I win, but very stressful and annoying when I lose. 
I like chess because uh, chess need a lot of uh, attention and you need to focus on it. If you don't focus on it, you, it's very hard to win. And that's why I like it that chess make me like uh, not think about other stuff in my life and I just forget everything and I just uh, relax like that. But now, you know, I'm playing a little bit higher levels and it's harder to play and I need like uh, more attention and like I need to learn more and it's a little bit harder because uh, before I was winning, winning, winning a lot and now I need to like, uh, I, I tried to find an internet uh, now teacher just who will teach me because back home I had teacher who was coming. Now I need to find someone who will teach me an internet. Oh, I'm sorry, you, that, that's how you learned? You had a teacher teach you chess? First, when you start, it's not so hard because it's not high level of higher um, players and it's okay. But when you are on high level, people are like very good there. And of course you need someone who will teach, uh, who will teach you and show the right moves and stuff like that. And as high you go, as more you need someone who will teach you. Yeah, um, I, I, you're playing a tournament? I've never played in a tournament. No, I, now I try to play like chess. Uh, if I can say chess.com, uh, I like it. And uh, just uh, playing with uh, 10, 10 minutes with opponents and yep. that's all. Because I think for me, it's now more just uh, uh, to learn. I'm just getting into it because yes, we think that we are on a certain level when you get like some points. But I think it's uh, nothing special because when I'm uh, watching how, what are other players doing, I think that I can do nothing because these guys are amazing. Yeah, I, I, I've kind of, I'm 54 and I will never be as good as some of these guys were when they were nine. So I kind of realize I'm very limited. I just play, it's fine, but I'll never be a great player. Uh, I don't think so. You just need uh, more work on it. It's all maybe, but I'm also mentally lazy. I forgot to mention that I'm lazy. Um, how are you feeling about uh, Phil Hawes? I mean, Phil Hawes has looked very, very, he's looked uh, very dangerous. Um, you guys both had success over Kyle Dawkins, uh, who was uh, off to a tremendous start. What are you expecting out of Phil? I think uh, he's good everywhere. You know, he have uh, good wrestling. He have good striking. But I really don't care if you want i will i really don't care i'm ready to fight i'm ready to fight anybody and yes i know he's a good guy like you said everyone was telling that kyle Dawkins is like a great fighter and he have better jujitsu than i do better striking than i do look what happened that's i think that's the best better answer than anything else yes need of the dome <laughs> that's all <laughs> All right. Well, look, uh, Roman, good luck. We have, uh, I guess, two more guests now. We, we uh, love watching you fight, and uh, yes. congrats on that last tremendous win, and, and I hope you have a great fight. I like Phil, too, so I'm looking forward to this matchup a lot. You guys are the, the main fight of the prelims this Saturday, so uh, good luck, man. Have a great fight, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again. And, and come to Georgia. Oh, 100%. I'm coming. The whole the Sarahs are coming to Georgia. Thank you, Roman. All right. All Roman Delize. Thank you, man. Good talking to you. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by Love Hemp. They're the official CBD partner of UFC. Life can be a challenge, but we all strive to live it to the fullest. Love Hemp is one of the leading CBD brands loved and trusted by professional athletes worldwide with a multi-award-winning range, over 40 CBD products, including oils, edibles, capsules, and skincare, all of which are designed to fit seamlessly into your daily routine and support optimal health wellness, and recovery. Whatever challenges you might be facing, Love Hemp is always in your corner. Love Hemp, love life. Available across Europe via lovehemp.com. Coming soon to the U.S. And I always like uh, somebody else when I find out they play chess. Dear Jimmy, yes, I'm buddy. scarred. I told you the story. What? Forever. I, I, at the Sarah at gatherings, at the Sarah household growing up. Sure. My grandpa Benny would come over. He just recently passed like a year ago. He was like wow. almost 101, that guy. Wow. Sarah's got, Sarah's got legs. They yeah. do. They have longevity. So him and my father, when they come over, my father, he lived in Hollis, Queens. Would we go to visit them? Or they'd come over to visit us for hours. 
hours my father and my grandfather would play chess okay. and then sometimes they'd play the time chess where they go and they press the thing then they press the thing and then they and i would watch them and i'd be like oh that's so one day maybe i could you know do that so one day my father went to teach me i was very young yes i remember this like it was yesterday and anytime i'd make a move he would do another one it would be like bink and he'd be like bink bink boom take my pawn boom boom take my knight and just destroyed me and almost like laugh, almost be like, wait, you go there, boom. And just Jimmy, it's not the way to teach a kid. Mm -mm. He totally destroyed me yeah. and never taught me. And that's it. Mr. Sarah, big boo on you for that. You fucked up with that. Hey, Ralphie, no good. No, I'm, I'm not talking to my father. No, yeah. not, this is me. I have to let some stuff out. Can I let some stuff out? Sure. I think we're going to bring Chris Angel in as he's coming in. Let I it out. I want to make these emotions disappear. I want a magician just to make this disappear from my. I could make them disappear with a good hug. A good hug. He should have taught me. He should have taught me the right way, but he didn't. He was a he was a bit of a bully, and I never played chess again. Some people are not great teachers. He made, my... like a, he made me feel like a moron. Well, it happens. I, I know this gentleman. Chris Angel. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. What's up? How are you, Chris? Now, Jimmy, have you met I Chris ha Angel It's been years, yes, people? but I have. We're like alum, alumni. East Meadow, man. East Meadow in the house. Come on, man. <laughs> I think it's me and you, and I think we're the only guys who made it. I don't know. That's it. But I mean, come on, man. East Meadow. <laughs> so also, Dana White looking for a fight, Jimmy. Yep. I told you. We visited Chris Angel in, in his, uh, Las Vegas um a uh, thing over there and it was something else something else how are you buddy i'm doing great man just excited with my new tv series magic with the stars and uh you know just living each day and performing at uh planet hollywood with mind freak for like i don't know since 2008 and how many uh, shows a week crazy. do you do uh now i'm doing five i was doing 10 but five six shows a week it's a lot and then i tour and play broadway and do all sorts of do you find things. like uh like there was a, a good show uh Penn and Teller had an interesting show called like I think fool us or something where guys would show tricks and tr mm -hmm. do you have guys like as a comic I have people telling me jokes and I fucking hate it do you have people trying to like talk to you about tricks they've seen or like what is the annoying thing for a magician to have to deal with well I used to be hey can you do a trick for me can you do a trick for me um but uh but that kind of stopped because now just people would like sure. a picture or just like you know uh talk about something that they've seen in my show or something but um but no you know like listen there's good and bad that comes with everything I'm very blessed very thankful to have the gig that I have you know I've been playing in Vegas have the number one best-selling uh show not even magic show believe it or not we beat Cirque wow. du Soleil every night um so it's really incredible and uh it's just a lot of work. And now with the television series, it's like doing the television series because I my production studio produced it. So I'm editing and then I'm going to run do a show. Then I come back and, and do notes. And it's just uh, it's a lot of work, but very, very rewarding. And it's like uh, I'm, I'm just thankful, man. What is the, the trick? There has to be one that when you when you were probably younger or whatever, that has blown you away the most that you've seen somebody do even or even to this day that you still go. That is the one that I haven't done that I wish I could have done. The pick a card. Yeah, I've done. Oh, sorry. What's that? He said, What's that, man? I was going to say the one where you pick Probably a card. And which is, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've seen that one before. Uh, no, I, I was going to say, you know, like I, I've done over, God, almost 2,000 demonstrations on television and in my live show. I think my best, uh, the one that won the greatest illusion of all time by the largest magic publication, Vanish, was a, a thing that I did this levitation where I levitate and fly in like really bright light. And I, it's just this crazy way that I end my show. And then uh, on Magic with the Stars, I had Miles Brown from the show Blackish and then uh, Corbin Blue from High School Musical uh, do a version of that. Um, and and so that that gets a huge response. But, you know, like I'm, I'm an old dude now, man. I, I like to... I like to, uh, to, you know, just to do my show and create and, um, and, uh, you know, train a little bit and, you know, just do stuff like that. Now I, I got to ask now, cause we grew up in the same neighborhood in East Meadow. Yeah. Now if, if I'll tell you, 
if a kid, I, I'm not dashing anybody's dreams, and obviously you made it. But I mean, you ever come home? You, what was it like when you came home? And you told your parents, "I want to be a magician." Did you get smacked? <laughs> did you say, "Hey, no, I'm only kidding"? Did they yeah. say, "Come on, man, like really a magician"? That's like probably the same. Probably the same response when you went home and told them that you wanted to be a fighter, <laughs> right? Uh, like I it's not the typical room. norm. You didn't go to college. I didn't go to college. I was on the short bus in school. Yes. Like I wasn't a bright kid. I wasn't, I wasn't able to retain information, but I had this passion since I was, you know, uh, 10, 11 years old. I used to perform. I don't know if you remember on Hempstead Turnpike, there was a place called the wine gallery. I don't know if you remember that across the street from the medical center. Oh. I used to perform there when I was 14 uh, at a bar doing magic for couples that would come in and want to like, you know, hang out and I would like interrupt them and do like make something disappear or something. Did they like it? Did you ever interrupt at a bad moment? Oh, I, listen, I've had the craziest shit happen to me. And, and you know this, man, you get hecklers and but you can you're a master at dealing with that stuff. You know, I'm a dude that that does a little bit of improv, but on stage and I get like people that are drunk that start fights and I have to go like grab them because right. security's not doing shit pulling them out like i've had the crazies i've women come up on stage they don't even realize because they're wearing this like sexy little uh top and and they're, they're not taped in and they're both their breasts are exposed on stage they don't even know it like i had the craziest the fire alarm go off and like for 30 minutes we have to go out in the parking lot yeah just like nutty things that have happened over the years thousands of shows now they say a magician never gives away his secrets right how did you learn this how did you learn it's not like you back then. You was like even the internet. We right. well, maybe there was, but not really. Well, no. Uh, up on Newbridge Road, <laughs> you're familiar with Newbridge Road. I, I lived right off of it. Yeah, a, a building called the Library there, and I used to go in there all the time across the street from uh, Home Depot yeah. and the supermarket, and I would go there all the time, and I would borrow books that I still haven't given back. But um, and I would read books about it. And then, you know, because we didn't have the Internet and in, we had to go to like the card catalog and 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 you had to really want to learn something in order to go through the process to learn it. And then I go to the magic shop in Hicksville or I'll meet somebody and I would pick their brain. And then I started like trying to create my own stuff. And and that's really, you know, it's 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 kind of like MMA, man. You, you go out there, you try to learn from somebody that you respect. You try to learn from different people that have certain um, you know, certain techniques that others don't have. And then you try to put them in your toolbox and then you just, you practice and you, you evolve and you transform, you, you get two steps forward and you take a step back, um, you know, with a loss or something like that, but it's just trial and error. It's getting out there, listening to the audience and, and really being honest with yourself, you know, cause, um, anything is possible. And I think that's, what's great about magic. Uh, with the stars is it shows people that, you know, people that have fears, you know, like Genuine, this guy that R&B artist, great guy, sold over 10, 10 million albums, you know, had the fear of water. He couldn't hold his breath for 15 seconds. We overcame that. He blacked out. It was very scary. But lots of people have a fear of heights and different things. So on this show, we kind of confront these different fears and we have them, you know, overcome it. So people watching it not only see the most mind-blowing illusions and have Eddie Griffin hosting and Lonnie Love, an Emmy Award comedian uh, as a judge and master magician Lance Burton, but they're seeing not only these mind-blowing illusions, but they're able to connect and apply it to their own life. Like, hey, you know what? This seems impossible, but... I can overcome this. And I think that's the message of hope we need now more than ever. What is that world. place in LA called? Is it the Magic Castle? Is that what it is? Yeah, the Magic Castle. Uh -huh. I've heard of it. It's like one of those invite only places. Uh, what is it? Just a place they do magic and, and, and magic shows every night? Yeah, it's kind of like a bar restaurant and you kind of, you, you you have to be like a member there or no one member there and you got go in there and you go like to the parlor room and watch magic or you go to the close-up room and watch magic. And it's kind of like this Magic Castle. It's been around for Forever. And uh, there's, you know, some really, really talented guys that that perform in there. And uh, I've actually shot a couple episodes of my shows years ago there and stuff. It's cool. I uh, haven't been there in many, many years, but uh, but uh, but yeah, it's kind of like the comedy club. Right, right, right. Yeah, they, they say that's a really exclusive one. Do you go because I don't watch other comedians. Um, I don't want to be influenced by what I see. I just don't want to pick it up. Do you watch other guys, uh, other magicians? Will you see what uh this one is doing and that one is doing 
Well, I, you know, like for me, I love watching shows. I love watching concerts. I love to see production value. I love to see imagination come to life. And that sense of escape is fun for me. And as a creator, which is really what I love doing, performing every night's my job, creating is what I love. Um, you know, I love seeing things that that can inspire me or, you know, I, I try to create my own form of what I do. Like in my show, it's very immersive. So like you have a tornado in my show that blows shit everywhere, a blizzard where you won't even be able to see your hands. I'm flying around, levitating, hanging over the audience. It's a very physical show. As a matter of fact, uh, good, good friends of mine, Randy Couture, Frank Mir, um, uh, come to my show frequently. And, uh, and, and they were actually on an episode of Magic with the Stars where they bring a video game fight, kind of like Mortal Kombat. They bring it to life with this crazy twist illusion. So, you know, I, I tried it like I would have never got that unless I was exposed to things. And then I think about how can I incorporate that into, into what I do? I don't necessarily go watch, you know, like, you know, like people like uh, a Copperfield hate me. Penn used to be a friend, but he doesn't really like me anymore. Um, and so, like, it's all good. Why is that? But I kind of Chris. Why people don't like that? you. Why doesn't people um, like you? Well, when you, well, I I think it's you know, can you name ten magicians? Can you name five magicians? Probably a tough time to do that. Yeah. And when you're at the top of your game and you're beating everybody in sales by almost two three times the amount, you know, there there comes this. Um, this bitter taste in people's mouths instead of being happy for somebody. Um, and trust me, my life has been, you know, my son went through pediatric cancer for more than six years. I've, I've been through real problems. Yeah, yeah, Selling yeah. tickets is not a real problem. It's, you know, we're all blessed. We all get to do what we do. We all have different audiences, but unfortunately, you know, um, when you're, when you're the guy that has the target on his back, it's like being the champion, right? Yeah. You get people talking shit. You get people on other shows talking shit. And for me, you know, I'm, I'm a real competitive person. And I think that's why I love MMA so much. And, um, you know, uh, I just like that chess game, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, you just get people that uh, are not, are not in that same spirit. And it's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is, man. I love them. God bless them. The world's a big place. And I only how is, how is your son? Is he okay? Oh, good. good. Yeah, he's good. He rang the remission bell this past February, went through more than six years of this crazy disease. And we raised millions of dollars for our community for Cure for the Kids and Make-A-Wish of Southern Nevada. 100% of every cent we raise goes to the cause. And, you know, I raise money every show. And uh, I'd love to have you both at the show. Yeah, I would love to. Enjoy That's nice, man. I'm glad he's okay. And uh, with the with your show coming out um, with the TV show, it, what the celebrities they're doing the magic? Yes, they're doing my shit. Like they're learning. I'm teaching them how to levitate, how to fly. Like the stuff that I do in my show, they're doing shit that the biggest headliners in magic, not only in Vegas but the world, are not capable of doing. And by the way, Matt, you look a little like Dana. You know that you've heard. That I before. got. I some people do say that they come up. To I thought you were Dana when I first saw. I was like, Dana, what's up? <laughs> Last time I saw Dana, I was at a fight, and then I was at his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, but I'm, I'm like up to his chest. I'm like a little stocky version, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, that's funny. People sometimes when I'm away with Dana, like we do that show, and people know we're in town, they'll see me, they'll take a picture, I get all happy, and they're like, "Oh, thank you, I love your organization." <laughs> I go, <"Honey." laughs> that's great. You know, I can have you on Magic with the Stars. I can make one of you disappear and the other one appear, and people will think hey, it's the same. Well, he's back, but it's his mini me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fucking great. <laughs> well, I'm looking for when does the yeah. show appear? Well, I'm gonna every Saturday night. On the CW, 8, 7 Central. It's on this Saturday. We have Max from uh, Dancing with the Stars. He's done like 18 or 20 seasons. He's a coach there. Fabulous guy. And a guy named um, uh, Corbin Blue, uh, excuse me, Omarion, uh, an R&B singer. Uh, just, he just wrote a book and uh, really, really good guy. We have uh, Randy Couture, uh, Frank Mir going head to head, which is an awesome episode. They beat the hell out of like in this video game of these uh these these guys that play these characters um it's just great and then you see frank mayor slaps me up in the face uh he produces a a a, a rat which freaks out lonnie love she falls off her seat falls on me we both fall on the ground it's just a crazy fun family nice. show how how is frank mayor's slap I, even after he's, yeah, that seems like a really unpleasant thing to receive 
Well, listen, I had a Houdini used to do this thing where uh, he would say that he could take any man's punch to the stomach. Right. It's actually what killed him because three college kids came to him after a after a show. And they're like, Mr. Houdini, is it true that you could take any man's punch? And he's like, yeah, they didn't give him a moment to set up and they just wowed his stomach. Well, he eventually ruptured his appendix and he died in 1926 on Halloween. That's the real way he died. Not the Tony Curtis movie that he drowned, all that nonsense. That's the real way that he died. And so I wanted to try to reenact that. I wanted to try to do it. Now, today, our fighters are much more, I mean, scientifically, physically are superior specimens you know, with what they're capable of doing, the punching strength and technique and all of that stuff. And so I had Randy Couture, Frank Mir, Chuck Liddell, and uh, Paige Van Zandt, this was years ago, uh, you know, punched me in the stomach. And and Frank, uh, Frank w- went easy on me the first, I was like, Frank, you really got to punch me. Like, you really got to give me a good shot, you know, and he did. And, um, you know, I uh, I had knuckles in my in marks in my in my stomach for literally hours before they faded away. It, I I absolutely felt it even with the technique that I employed to do it. But but Frank's good. We're actually uh, you know I, I I trained a little bit with our Randy son Ryan, and now Frank is going to be uh, uh, training me. I have a little gym in my house here, and so I love I love doing jujitsu, and awesome. I've been playing around martial arts since I was a kid. I love that. All stuff. right, well, Chris, look, it's real. I'm happy for you, man. You're doing so well. Um, and let, let's one more time give the plug here. It's uh, on. Uh, it's called uh, Magic with the Stars. Chris Angel, Magic with the Stars on the CW Saturdays, eight o'clock, seven o'clock Central, and it does uh, it just premiere October the twenty second. Or if you're in Vegas, go see a great live show at the Chris Angel Theater, Planet Hollywood. Uh, Mind Freak Live, which I will absolutely take you up on next time I'm in Vegas. Just call me. I'll give you my number and you guys can reach out to me. Dana has my number, but you're welcome to come anytime you want. You'll have fun. It's a lot of little like comedy stuff in there too, but uh, check it out this Saturday, 8, 7 Central on the CW. And I want to thank both of you for having me on. It's such a pleasure. Anytime, Chris. We'll see you again, okay? Thanks, Chris. God bless you guys. All right. Take care, buddy. Be good. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Both guys so far so interesting, Roman Delize and Chris, and then we have Chase Hooper, who we also like. So I guess I'll do that magic trick. I, I would like to go. I don't want to be punched in the stomach. I'll let you punch me. I'll let you punch no, me. I, I wouldn't be able to punch you. you. I, I punch. I punch you know pretty hard. Like, I'll let you punch me. What, am I gonna break my hand? That's where you. I wouldn't. Punch. I would tickle your belly button. Feel it. No. All right, here he is. Hey, Chase. Yes, Chase. Hey, how's it? Chase, man, where you been, bro? I feel like we haven't seen you in a minute, like the kids say. Yeah, just been in the gym, working hard, trying to, you know, get ready to beat up another dude <laughs> or try to not get beat up myself. Let me tell you, Chase, over over watching you fight, I love it. I'm a jujitsu guy. I don't give a fuck if you ever throw a punch in your life again. I just want to see you jujitsu. No, listen, people will say, oh, you know, Chase has the jujitsu, but he might need X, Y. Nah, fuck it. No, you're not, you're yeah. not the Damian Meyer of your division. I, no That's, matter where yeah. it lands, I don't That's feel good with the other guy. I feel yeah. like oh, Chase is going to get him. Go ahead, Chase. Yeah. That's, been a, that's been the thought, really, is like Damian Meyer is a perfect example of that. Is like 
it's it's not even necessarily like oh i need to go in and strike with these guys it's like um it just has to be good enough to like you know maybe make them uncomfortable or like to get it to where i want the fight to be anyways um that's been a thing i don't know, i feel like i'm in kind of like a team captain role with like a lot of the guys at the gym right now so i've been trying to like hammer that into them for their training so now i'm trying to do it myself of like don't don't get obsessed with like trying to win fights a certain way like just stick with the style that you know stick with you know what's gotten you to the dance anyways and like you know if you're a grappler if you're a wrestler and you wrestled all through high school you don't need to be like doing muay thai like you need to just enough to get to the wrestling and like just focus on what you're good at and uh you know trying to apply that myself did fighting uh your first loss came to alex caceres uh, who's a veteran and, and he's been around he's fought a lot and when you because you're you're such a young guy when you have a fight like that and it's a decision you obviously you know he was just a, a very experienced fighter did that teach you anything like do you learn something from that like wow this is what i have to do to beat a guy who's so dangerous on his feet and moves so well yeah it's it's one of those things where uh and caceres is a great guy i've been uh I've seen him around. I was on a grappling card with him back in January, you know, talked to him for a couple hours. Great guy. Um, that's kind of one of the things I love about the sport is everybody's like super cool for the most part, you know, outside of the fight, like uh, everybody's just here to make, uh, make money and, and, uh, you know, put their honor on the line, but having a fight against a veteran. Um, and I was, I said it after the fight is that like, he had more UFC fights than I had years of being alive. Like he had like 22 fights and I was, you know, 2021. 20, right. um, so it's, it's definitely a huge change. And, and I'm starting to understand that of like, um, you know, getting to the UFC itself is just a process. Um, and it's like adjusting to that level. Um, like my, that was my second UFC fight and, and going into fight week this time, I feel so much different than I did then. Like, it's not like, a not like a novelty, I guess, or like, it's not, um, as big of a deal, which is kind of interesting. Like it, it feels a little more like I belong here instead of like, Oh, what's going to happen? Like, yeah. You know, where you're in your first couple fights, you don't know if you belong. So now, you know, and, and obviously having never lost, um, you know, and then losing against a guy like Caceres, it's, um, it shows you where the level's at and, and obviously where I needed to make the improvements. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm twice the fighter I was um, with fight IQ, you know, uh, better striking, you know, better defense, better wrestling. I, I'm a lot better of a fighter than I was in uh, that second fight there, for sure. Yeah, because it just seems like the more you fight, the higher you go. Everybody is just pretty good at everything. Like, you know, it's, it's hard to find weak spots on, on on guys like even you know you'll get a guy like uh Usman who's a great wrestler he's a great striker too like you know it, it's hard to find somebody who is only good at one thing on that level yeah definitely and that's that's kind of been uh it's made training a little more interesting like being able to focus on the striking like uh and trying to not necessarily get it to the level of my jiu-jitsu but you know like focusing on the technique a little more and like tweaks and adjustments and i feel like i understand the striking a lot better than like just throw punches and, and see what happens so uh yeah it's been good it's been fun when, when did you start your martial arts training how old were you and where did you grow up also uh i think i was eight years old uh started training uh the same gym i'm at today in uh enumqua uh with the same coach he's off getting a coffee right now but uh in where, yeah, he brought where? me Edequa? Yeah, if you ever heard of the uh, Mr. Hands thing, it was actually in my hometown. Oh, God, yeah, Mr. Hands, my favorite. Boy, did he not do his job. <laughs> yeah. What are we yeah. talking about? Yeah, a bit of a slip up. It's, a, it, there's a, it's just a video about a, a horse dancing with a guy. And let's yeah. just say the, the, the horse uh, takes a misstep and the guy winds up uh, with a perforated colon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. Oh, no. He was a Boeing engineer named Kenneth Pinion. Yeah. Shout out. Oh yeah! Oh boy. <laughs> All right. So, wait, where is that exactly? Shout out, uh, Washington State. We're like, <laughs> we're like an hour, hour and a half outside of Seattle, more towards you the know, mountains. I'm a, so you started with jujitsu? Yeah, my uh, my coach. <clears throat> he started with uh, like Half Gracie and those guys. Okay. He moved up here, and uh, 
yeah, I, I got super lucky. Like the gym was, uh, you know, just the road down, uh, from my house. Um, you know, before I moved uh, a couple months ago, I literally had some times where my car wouldn't start. So I'd just be like, shit, I guess I'll just run to the gym. It takes me five minutes. Um, so, you know, it's, it's nice having like that high level training. Um, you know, I was able to watch my coach's UFC career while I was a little kid training with him. So, you know, it's, it's cool to be able to, uh, you know, make that come full circle and, and be able to bring him uh, on my fights. Now, it says here, we're reading that your wife's, you've been married one year and your wife's a blue belt. Yeah. Now, you're 23, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel oh. old in a lot of ways. So, uh, pretty mellow. You seem like an old soul. That's good, though, man. I mean, you've been married a year, so you just were able to be out, a, and you, you could be a young kid out partying, but you seem very level-headed. Like, you just, you gotta, you're married already, and... Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I do enough, you know, wild shit in my day-to-day anyways, like, you know, yeah. doing what I do for a, for a living, like, that's wild enough for me. I, I don't need to, you know, go out and party, um just uh fighting in a cage is uh is all the thrills i need right now oh heck yeah i'll tell you that uh, jimmy it's very 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 challenging for a young very kid. very yeah it's it's uh but i guess if you're getting your aggression out in the gym you're not it's not like a lot of guys go out and do sexual stuff just because they have all this pent-up energy and this crazy but i mean it's kind of hard to i'm sure top the high of strangling people like you're, you're getting that dopamine rush probably from the gym Oh yeah, for sure. It wears all that testosterone out. You know, it, it helps with the ego too when you get beat up, that type of thing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's nice to have some stability in one area of life when this sport is just so cutthroat and like you never, I don't know, it's it's so hard to plan around this sport because you never know what's going to happen between fights. Um, so it's nice to have stability on like the other side of it so I can at least have that. Well, I'm reading here that you're a big fan of the M&M's as a candy. Why am I reading that? What, are you that huge a fan of M&M's? Yeah. What am I After reading? my debut, they, uh, the PR team for UFC, they made some, uh, some M&M's with my face on them and sent them out to people. You guys must not have got them. You'll have to, I did uh, not. I want have to them. get them up about that. But now, uh, Is it the peanut butter ones? Which ones do you like the best? And, and why M&M's? I don't know. I don't know why M&M's. They're just uh, perfect the size. You, know? the hard you can just eat them a handful at a time and they're like, all right, the bag's gone. Go get another. Uh, the pretzel ones are really solid. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 Really? My top yes. Sure. Yes, they rule. Now, are you good at stopping? Like, could you eat a little and stop or are you just until the bag is gone? No. I've uh, I've been telling people, like, some of my best training sessions have been off of, like, a one-pound bag of M&M's. Uh, oh, Oh my God. So like after fights and stuff, it's, or like after weigh-ins, it's perfect. Uh, I'm, we're actually right across the street from M&M world. I'm going to swing through there for sure. And, uh, you know, just gorge myself a little bit. They are good. I feel if I have a little bit too many, they start off so good. If I have like one too many, I'm like, <laughs> you know, right. I'm a Butterfinger guy. I like mm. the butter. Jimmy, what's your favorite? Well, you know about me and Chase. What do you like, Jimmy? If anybody's really asking, I, I would say I like a Twix or a Kit Kat, if it matters. Mm. You like Twix the crunch. Something. You yeah. like the crunch, Jimmy. Now, were you training with uh, with Wonder Boy? What, what was, uh, how long were you there for and what were you doing? Yeah, after my uh, Peter Barrett fight, um, where I got the heel hook in the third. Yeah. Um, nice. We kind of sat down and we're like, all right, you know, I got to get some more striking training in. And it was still pretty... Uh, tight as far as like the COVID stuff goes so it was either Thailand or uh you know somewhere a little closer uh ended up being better instead of having to quarantine and all that so uh you know save my money went to South Carolina um I just DM'd him I was like hey could I come out and train and uh yeah it's it's great great training out there um really like technical striking uh because Wonder Boy's dad still runs the show yeah he he's just such a like such a specialist in in striking and and they have great wrestling out there um great sparring and they still have like a small gym feel like everybody's still pretty tight knit and it's not it's not like these huge super gyms where everybody has like clicks it's uh yeah it's it's a great time out there and uh i've been going out there uh you know a couple times a year just uh out for a week train and uh you know just keep the striking up get different sparring looks and uh it's been super solid what I love about that 
is why you, as far as you working with Wonder Boy, is the same reason I like when Ryan Hall worked with Wonder Boy. Is you get to use your length, you get to use those side yeah. kicks. What is Wonder Boy really great at? Everybody's gonna be like, oh, the this kick, that kick. How about he's great at not taking damage? I know, yeah. you know, he's yeah. been called by Pettis. Maybe you got that that one time, but hey, man. As far as not taking damage, he's the guy. And he's doing it, playing the striking game with some of the best strikers. And I love his sidekick. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. it's great It's great for grapplers like yourself uh, because you stay at length. You stay at length. They get past that. Now you're in your realm. So it yeah. can become really dangerous and safe at the same time with the striking. Definitely. That's that distance management is one of the things yes. that's that. That's what I've been trying to work on for sure. He's frightening to watch fight too. Cause I like him so much. And when you're watching somebody you like fight and he's always kind of backing up towards the fence. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like he's so good at just at, at the last second getting out. But yeah, I, I can't think of anybody that makes me more nervous when they fight uh, than him because he seems very comfortable. And then he just kind of goes off to the side. It's, it's incredible. You could be a nervous little fellow, though. I am, yeah. But I like it. I hate watching guys <laughs> I like fight. I, I would prefer not to have ever uh, known anything because it's just easier to watch the fight and not give a shit. Yeah, it's fair. Um, what are you expecting on on Saturday night? Um, I should probably know this offhand, but I don't. Steve Garcia, of course. Yeah, what are you expecting out of Steve? Yeah, he's a vet. You know, he's been around a while. He's had some fights. Um, Everybody in UFC, you know, deserves to be here. Um, but I think uh, I personally feel very similar to the last fight that I had um, against Kolaris, where I, I think that he's very grappling oriented. But I, I feel that, you know, if somebody's putting me in trouble with the grappling, like that's a huge issue. And I, I don't think that's going to happen until, uh, you know, the higher, higher levels of their ranks. Um, so I feel really confident in that. My wrestling's been great. Um, my striking's been great. You know, he'll throw some wild shots, but uh, just as long as I keep my defense up and, uh, you know, keep pushing that cardio, um, I feel like I'll find a way to win, whether it's, you know, first round, second or third. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel really confident, honestly, in, in the fact that I can find a way to win and, and uh, you know, negate the things that he's good at. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I always know that I've got the cardio and I've got the heart to go with anybody. So, uh, yeah, just making my way to uh, Saturday night with that uh, in mind. What an incredible main event, too. Uh, Cater against Arnold Allen is coming off that amazing win over Dan Hooker. Um, the top of that division is really, really stacked. The entire division. I mean, Alex Caceres is 15th. and like I mean, that's yeah. how good that division is, that a guy like him is 15th. Um, so you have to be aware there's a lot of really, really potentially great fights for you. Uh, if you have a, a good night, uh, Saturday night. Definitely. That's been, uh, that's been kind of one of the things is like, I've been doing a lot of sports psychology stuff and it's like, don't, don't think that you're super different from like the people at the top of the sport, even if you're not on their level yet, like you don't, you don't need to think that just be like, Oh, like, uh, you know, thinking about the matchups, that type of thing. Obviously I'm not trying to fight Volk yet, but, uh, you know, just keeping your eyes up a little bit. Um, but again, obviously just focus on Saturday night, getting that win. And then, uh, you know, the bigger fights will come from there. Volkan obviously is going to be fighting. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. He'll be fighting Islam Makachev, which I think is a very tough fight for Volkanovsky. But then again, I thought that about Brian Ortega too. And it's kind of a striker or when you grapplers, when you see a guy get strangled the way he got strangled in the third against Brian and survive it, that's got to make you think as a grappler, like, Jesus Christ, this guy, there's really no formula to putting this guy away. Yeah, I mean, he just has to have, again, like, he doesn't need to grapple. He just needs to have good enough grappling to cancel out, um, you know, a, a better grappler. Like, it's not that hard to do, especially MMA. Um, once you get sweaty and all that, too, it, it makes it harder on the grappling end of things. Um, and Volk's got a crazy long reach for being as, as stocky as he looks. Um, I think he still has, like, a 72-inch reach. So uh, he's a lot rangier, and I, I think that definitely messes with people. You know, and I'll tell you, is I mean, I'm a big fan of Islam, but he's throwing out those short jokes left and right. It's starting to make me, mm. I don't give a shit. But I'll tell you, he's going to be trying to hold on to him like a little nugget because yeah. <laughs> Alaski's got those little limbs. 
So it's hard to hold the shorter guys down. I only fought one guy shorter than me my whole life, Ivan Medjavar. And in half guard, he was able to boop, jump to all fours. I go, what the fuck? So <laughs> those shorter guys, you know, Chase, the shorter guys are good at getting to their feet. Like, the, you know what I mean? The little, le- the little legs. Yeah, and it's hard to choke out the guys that don't have any necks. That's I know, a- exactly. But uh, if anybody could do it, it's Islam. Islam is just, I, I've always said I'm not going to root against – not root against – a pick against Volkanovski because he always he's yeah totally wrong man and but this fight is just oh, I don't know yeah that's such right? a fun matchup for that like two crazy high level guys on two completely different ends of the spectrum I'm I'm looking forward to that one for sure Chase good luck on uh, on Saturday man you're a really really a great young fighter and uh, everybody has nothing but positive things to say about you against uh, Steve Garcia on the prelims. And I'm sure we'll be seeing you for years to come, and we'll talk to you again soon. Jiu-jitsu, baby. All right, thanks, Chase. Have a great fight. Thank you. Okay, bud. Take care, Chase. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. That was... uh... That was such a funny thing, too, to reference Mr. Hands. Um, look up Mr. Hands, Matt. You'll enjoy it. It's funny. I don't want to look at Oh, it's not bad. It's just silly. It's disgusting. No. You're about the horse that entered the guy. Like, it was about. No. You should be called Mr. Hands. I know. I'd rather be a horse, but uh, Mr. Hands was. Mr. Hands was just the guy who didn't hold on properly. He really dropped the ball, fumbled. Uh, let's pick a couple of fights. Let's do it, Jimmy. Um, we'll do the main and co-main. What do you I think? Do uh, let's do the co-main. Tim Means against Max Griffin. Ha. It's Both coming off a loss. Uh, split decision uh, loss. Max uh, dropped one to Neil Magny. And, uh, you know, of course, Tim was submitted by Kevin Holland. Uh, I'm, I'm, it, 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 it's going to be a good fight, man. I'm going to take Max because I think Max has been uh, just a little bit more informed lately. You know, I don't know. I think the – and I like Tim Means a lot. Sure. You know, and yeah. Tim means business. You know that. I'll take Max by a, a stoppage in the second. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Max. I'll take Max by decision. I think Tim's not going nowhere. Cater you know? Arnold, uh, Allen. I mean, that's a wow. fucking wow. eighteen wow. and one. He's not. He's undefeated in the UFC. Arnold Allen. Wow. A um, bird likes you. He needs a savage like me. Sorry, so I, that's a Lizzo song. When is this left- his? Is this his first main, Matt? I think it's his first main. Um, because I know he's been winning uh, Sadiq Youssef and Nick Lentz and Gilbert Melendez, all decisions. Oh, yeah, they, they were all three-round decisions. So, um, you wonder how will five rounds, especially against a guy like fucking Cater who doesn't stop. Calvin yeah. Cater does not stop. How will that affect Arnold Allen, who has been fighting uh, three-round fights? Now, man, he's been looking. He's, 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 he's undefeated in the UFC, Arnold Allen. Yeah, he's 9-0, yes. This is where I feel... The fight IQ of Calvin Cater could come through, because Calvin had a couple of upsets there. With uh, that you know, the Josh Emmett one was was close. It was a split decision. Yeah, you know. So besides that, the only the only hiccup he had in in, in recent uh, Max. Would be, uh, Max Holloway, who's one of the greatest. And that fight was incredible. He probably um, he proved he could. You have to hit him with a sledgehammer, uh, Cater. The the amount of punishment he took in that fight and was still up. It was incredible. Calvin Cater by decision. I barely like you, like me. What do you think, Jimmy? Uh, I'm going to say the same thing. I was going to say Arnold Allen, but again, those last two rounds, and yeah, knowing I'll, what a I'll machine Cater is, 
Um, yeah, it's hard to pick against Calvin Cater. I'll take Calvin by decision. And I love Arnold Allen. He's great. But I, I just think this uh, – yeah, yeah, no, I know our, our, our Jake is telling us that he did uh, knock out. But I was just saying that the last – three before this that actually went the decision didn't go into a fourth and fifth round he did knock out dan hooker but that's not necessarily going to say anything about his cardio when you look at uh the, the fact that he won three with uh sadiq and nick lentz and gilbert melendez what are those last two championship rounds going to do we already know calvin cater can continue to slug for, yeah. for five rounds so yeah i agree man i'll take i'll take calvin by decision uh it's gonna be wild is it a, a regular time tell you in a second it is it's on espn plus first of all it and it is uh main card 7 p.m prelims 4 p.m eastern time i don't care about the rest of the country so uh, 4 p.m and 7 p.m this saturday what a great couple of cards thank you to our guests yes uh um uh very very uh fun show jimmy i i had a blast jimmy and i will definitely be facetiming you this weekend please do Please pick up. Talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.